I come to preach those that are here and uh, those that are watching online today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We have people join up all the time all around the state and around the country. I've had people from many other states tell us that they watch our broadcast. And so thank you for tuning in today. We're glad you're here. I'm going to preach to you the word of the Lord for just a little while today. How many of you in this room have ever had a newborn baby in the house? You know, you know the joys of a newborn baby. You know that? It's nothing like that. Nothing like that. But there are times in raising a child that there, you know, the Bible said there's a time to weep. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. There's a time to rejoice. It, it goes through all that in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. But when the baby's time to cry, oh, Lord. Do you know that's the only way a baby can talk to you is through crying? I, I had one child that knew how to cry and cry excessively. And uh, he's the only one that I had that's a he. But uh, he, he knew how to cry. He's here today. He's not crying. He's a big boy now. But uh, like to drove me crazy. But I had to understand that was the only language that he knew. I'm going to preach to you today when God hears your cry. When God hears your cry. And I hope and I pray that I can touch the heart of someone in this congregation today, perhaps all of us, and make you understand that God does hear us when we cry unto him. To cry is to produce tears from your eyes often while making loud sounds because of pain, sorrow, or other strong emotions. It is to shout or to say something loudly. If you use it as a verb, crying, it would be to utter loudly or to shout. It would be to beg or to beseech or to proclaim publicly, cry as one would cry their wares. It is, it is a very powerful word, but that, that word can be used in many ways. It can mean to get loud. It can mean to shed tears. When you talk about babies in a house, some of you have babies, and I tell all couples when they have their first baby, this is going to change your life. It's going to change your sleeping habits. It's going to change a lot of things in your life. You're not going to get to do everything you used to do. It's going to be joy, and it's a great privilege having children. Amen? And we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks, but, but babies, when they cry, they get your attention. They wake in the middle of the night, and you know the cry. You know, mothers learn to, to know the cry of pain. And then they know the cry of hunger and, and the different cry. They know why a baby's crying. I, I feel helpless when a baby cries. That's, I'm just like, hey, hey, what do we do next? What, what, what we're to from here? But when a baby cries, he is saying something to his father and mother. I, I want to take you to the scripture for a little while because here's what I want you to understand. If we are the children of God, and we are, God hears us when we cry unto him. In the book of Exodus chapter 2 and verse 23, the Bible said it came to pass in the process of time 
the, the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. They cried, and God heard them. The Bible said in verse 24, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, and God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. God hears his children when they cry. In the third chapter of Exodus, chapter verse 7, he said, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and this is what he said, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows." Somebody say with me, God hears us when we cry. Moses cried unto the Lord when there was no water to drink. In, in Exodus 15, he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree which he, he had to cast into the waters. And the waters were made sweet. And there he made a statute and an ordinance that he proved them before God. The Bible said that the words of David were these in 2 Samuel chapter 22. David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The Lord of my rock in him well, I trust he is my shield and the horn of my salvation. He's my high tower and my refuge and my savior. Thou savest me from violence. He said, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid, the sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. Notice what he said, in my distress, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God and he did hear my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears. I've simply come to tell you on a Sunday morning that God hears the cry of desperate people. I don't say that in jest today. I don't say that just as a cliche today. I can't tell you in my lifetime how many times I have cried unto God. How many times in desperation I have been to my knees or even on my face and said, oh God, I need you today. Let me tell you, I'm here to witness today that never, not one time has God said, I don't have time for you. I don't hear you. I'm not coming to take care of that. Every time I've ever cried out to God, God has heard my cry. I can testify like David on this Sunday morning. When I am in distress, when I am in trouble, when I have nobody else to turn to, when the enemy has come upon me and the waves of danger are near, I cry unto God and God has heard my cry. It was Isaiah. It was Isaiah that cried unto the Lord and he brought the clock back 10 degrees. 
You can, let me tell you, Isaiah cried for Hezekiah. Isaiah cried. The Lord said to Hezekiah, what, what shall the sign be? Or, or, or Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, what shall the sign be that the Lord has healed me? And, and Isaiah said, the, shot, the sign shall have of the Lord that the Lord will do the thing he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forth 10 degrees or back 10 degrees? And Hezekiah said, it's a light thing for the shadow to go forward 10 degrees. That's not a big deal. But if you set the clock back, let me tell you something. God literally set the clock back because somebody cried out to him. Let me tell you about God. He said he loves his people. He he said he loves his kids. He says he loves his children. And whatever you need him to do, God is your God and he's your heavenly father. He'll hear your cry today. Somebody shout amen. My mind goes today to a sermon I heard many years ago by Nathaniel Urshan talking about the motherhood of the church and the fatherhood of God. The church is the mother and God is the Father. The church birthed you. God saved you. But let me tell you, not only should God hear your cry, the church should hear your cry. When people are hurting, we need to hear their cry. When they're desperate, we need to hear their cry. We need to be the helping hand that goes to them in the time of need. Hallelujah. You're not just people. You're my brothers and you're my sisters. You're not just somebody out there that, that I'm, I'm acquainted with. You are the family of God. The mother of the church, the hood of the church and the fatherhood of God should tell us that when we cry, God hears us and the church hears us. That's why the Lord teaches us to have compassion upon one another and to love one another by this shall all men know that you are my disciples this for you have love one toward another I'm preaching on this Sunday morning that your cry is going to get not only the church's attention but it's going to get God's attention and that's what matters most somebody shout hallelujah <coughs> deliverance came deliverance came to Israel by crying out to God. Deliverance came to David by crying out to God. David said in Psalms 119, I cried with my whole heart. I cried. Has there anybody in this building ever been to God with a desperate need in your life and you were weeping uncontrollably and crying and tears were coming down your face and you were saying, God, what is, I need help. I need an answer. I need something that only you can provide. Oh, oh I, I don't come with bad news today. I come with good news. The Lord loveth such as a broken heart and a contrite spirit. He will not despise that. Hallelujah. I'm coming to tell you today that if you're in distress on this Sunday morning, if you come with a need in your life, you need to cry unto God. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was a man that wound up disobeying God and revolting against the the plans of God. Did what he wasn't supposed to do instead of what he was supposed to do. He ran from God. God commanded him to go one place and he went another. His name was Jonah. Jonah got in trouble because the Lord said go to Nineveh. And Jonah looked at the history of Nineveh, how they skinned prophets and hung their hide on the wall. And 
and said, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll go to Nineveh. He said, hey, Captain, take me to Tarshish. I'm not going to Nineveh. Well, let me tell you, God had a plan, and Jonah was in the middle of that plan. And, and, and the Bible says in Jonah chapter 2 that, well, let, let, me, let me preface that remark with this. Jonah wound up being thrown overboard in a storm because they realized he was the trouble and a great fish swallowed him up. Now, so this is where we find ourselves in Jonah chapter 2. Then, somebody shout then. Let me tell you something. You do some crying when the situation gets right. You may be tough, big daddy, but you're not that tough. Huh? Besides that, I, I, I won't preach a little bit. It's okay for men to cry. One thing I'm not, read my lips, is a sissy. Somebody said, why don't you shave your head? If I did, you wouldn't like me because I got enough scars on my head. I look like I've been in a hatchet fight without a hatchet. I grew up fighting. I grew up mean as a junkyard dog. Well, you ain't big enough to fight. I don't care. I fought. The only time I ever really got whipped is a guy came down South 1st Street one time. Well, not the only time, but the main time. He came down, and I'm pretty sure he was, uh, he, he, he was uh, Rocky Balboa or Muhammad Ali or so. I don't know who he was, but he was young at that time. And he smarted off, me and him got in a fight, and I told my brother, I said, you hold his brother off of me, I'm fixing to whip him. Boy, was that an understatement. He like tore my head off. But I learned a whole lot through that. But I'm not a sissy. Well, let me tell you something, I'm not ashamed to cry. Because the Bible loves a, a soft heart. The Lord loves a, a heart that is tender. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you could get too big for God if you're not careful. And when God moves you and touches you, it's okay. It's okay to be tender before God. Don't get like Jonah and get to running from God and trying to do the wrong thing. Because when you get in the right situation, God knows how to get your attention. God knows how to put you on your knees, ladies and gentlemen. He knows how to get you where he wants you. And he knows how to make you pray. And I don't know about you, but I pray better when I'm in a bind. And you do too. But old Jonah, the Bible said, then, then, when? When he wound up in the belly of a great fish. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord. His God out of the fish's belly. He was alive in the darkness and the slime and the, the, the nastiness of a fish's belly. And he prayed. Let me tell you, if God can hear a Jonah in a fish's belly, in the bottom of a sea, he can hear you on a Sunday morning. In the presence of God at 6680 Frontage Road, he said, the, the Bible said, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And guess what? He heard me. And out of the belly of hell, I cried I, and thou heardest my voice. I was as low as I could go, and God heard me. I was in the darkest place I could be, but God heard me. Honey, it's okay to cry unto the Lord. It's okay to be broken before God. God wants you to cry unto him. 
He knows your voice when you cry. I'm preaching to somebody here this morning. I'm preaching to somebody. I see it now. The old boy sees this figure coming across the water and he recognizes Jesus. And he says, hey, hey, can I come to you? And the Lord said, come on. Come on, Peter. And he steps over the side of the boat. And before you know it, he's walking on water. He's got his eyes on the Lord. And he's walking on water. (laughs) Nobody's ever done it before. And nobody's ever done it since. The only two I've ever known to walk on water, according to history, is Jesus Christ and Simon Peter. But here's Peter. And the Bible said, but when the wind, he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And he began to sink. He he was looking at Jesus when he got out of the boat, but he got his eyes off Jesus. And and the Bible said he was looking at the wind, boisterous, and he began to sink. When he got his eyes off the Lord, he began to go down. But let me tell you, he used the next thing in line. When he began to sink, you know what he did? Does anybody know what he did? He cried unto the Lord, save me. Save me. Can you hear the cry of a desperate drowning man? A man in the middle of a storm that stepped out of a boat that was walking on water that suddenly the water gives way under his feet and he has nowhere to go but down. And he's saying, Lord, save me. And the Lord that I'm preaching about this morning reached his hand out and picked him up. Picked him up stretched his hand and caught him and said, O thou little faith, where didst thou doubt? God will save you when you cry. He knows your cry. It was Jesus that said, My sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. But just like we know the voice of God, he knows our voice. He knows who we are. He knows where we are. He knows what we are. And he knows when we cry. The loneliness of the night, you can cry unto God and he will hear. You can cry unto him on a Sunday morning and he will hear. You can cry unto him on your job or driving down the road in your car. I know you've heard me say this many times, but this is just real preaching. This is just a realistic day of of who we are and what we do. But many times, how many of you ever drive down the road and just start weeping before the Lord and crying out to God? And suddenly, suddenly, his presence fills the automobile. You just feel it. You may be standing there washing dishes and nobody around you, Mama, and all of a sudden the tears start flowing down your face and you're weeping and saying, Oh, Jesus, I love you. And suddenly he's in the kitchen standing beside you and you feel the presence of God. You know why? Because he hears your cry. He knows your cry. He knows when your heart's broken. He knows when your children are gone. He knows when your pain is in your body. He knows knows when you're mentally depressed. He knows everything about you and he hears your cry and he will never ignore your cry. I hurry. You want some more? A woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried, cried unto him. This is in Matthew 15, 22, Brother Tommy cried unto him, saying, Have 
mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. He didn't say anything to her. His disciples said, send her away. Send her away. You know why? Send her away. <laughs> because she was annoying with her cry. She crieth after us. Listen, I got on a plane, my wife and I, a few months ago. And as soon as we got in and they latched the door down, about two rows up. I said, oh God, have mercy. Surely we don't have to listen to that for the next two hours. Babies can be annoying. Crying can be annoying. But not to God. Not to God. Because if you read the end results of that, he said, I've never seen such great faith. Come on, I'm going to take care of your daughter. I'm going to heal your daughter. Because God never ignores the cry of his children. Remember this guy? Remember him? He was blind. He, he never seen. He didn't know the beauty of a tree or a river or a mountain. He didn't know what a sunset looked like or a sunrise looked like. He was blind all of his life. And all he knew to do and all he had to do was sit on the side of the road and beg for a living. He wasn't like some of these that stand on the street corner that go from corner to corner with the same side day after day begging for money that's very able to get a job. This man really needed help. Just thought I'd throw that in. But one day, he hears about this man coming down the road called Jesus. One day he heard about him. And he, and he was listening. You know, they tell me that when people are blind, the other senses come to light as never before. Feeling, hearing, the things that we take for granted, but their senses come, come greatly. Watch this. He hears the crowd. Can't see them. He hears the name Jesus. He hears the name. And suddenly, without any warning, his name is Bartimaeus, by the way. Could I imagine? The Bible doesn't say this, but could I imagine? He must have cupped his hands over his mouth and said it this way. Jesus! Thou son of David! Have mercy on me! One of the disciples came over to Doris and said, Hey, 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 shh. You go read the Bible. The Bible said they tried to shut him up. They tried to quieten him down. You know what he said? Jesus! Thou son of David! The Bible said he cried louder. He got louder. He cried unto the Lord. Jesus stopped the whole procession. Who's that? Bring, bring, me, bring him here. Bring him here. What do you want? He said, I want my son. Thy faith hath made thee whole. You see, crying is not always doubting, 
But crying is sometimes faith. And when you cry unto God with the need in your life, He will never turn His back and walk off. Whatever you need, it may be it may be a mental condition. It may be a physical condition. It may be a family matter. It may be a job matter. It may be an addiction. It may be something that has haunted you for years. But if you got chains, he's a chain breaker. He's a chain breaker. You got pain, he's a pain taker. Hallelujah. If you need healing, he's the healer in the house today. What you have to do is cry unto the Lord. In my distress, David said. I wonder if there's anybody here today that could say it with David. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. I feel the presence of the Lord in this room today. The healer is coming down the road. The Savior is in the house today. This is not something I've never preached before. This is, I preached about crying unto God many times, but I felt it so strongly today. Somebody in this room, you know what? You may have so much fear in your life. You just need to cry unto God today. You may have so much, so much anxiety in your life today. You just need to cry unto God this morning and say, God, I need help. I need you to touch my mind, my body, my soul today. I need deliverance. I need a power that I don't have within myself. You need to turn it over to God on this Sunday morning. And you do that by crying unto God. Crying unto God. Crying unto God. Crying unto God. Ha! Ah, stand all over the house with me today. He's in the house this morning. He's in the house today. You know what I want you to do when you get home today? I want you to go read. Listen. Psalms 107. Read the whole chapter. Psalms 107. I'm, I'm not through here today, but I want to mention this. It was in my notes, but I'm not going to take time. Four times in that chapter. The Bible said they cried unto the Lord. They cried unto the Lord. One time the Bible said he delivered them. Another time it said he, he delivered them. Well, it said he delivered them out of their stress. Another time it said he saved them out of their distresses. Another time it said they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. Another time it said then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He brought them out. He saved them. He delivered them. Every time they cried, he gave something to them. He gave something to them. I wonder in this building today, Who's got a need in your life that you need God in a desperate way? You, I, you don't have to tell me. This is not confession time. You don't have to walk to the front of this church and say, Pastor, I need this. You know what you need to do? You need to cry unto the Lord this morning and just say, Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes I felt like the blind Bartimaeus. I felt like folks wanted to shut me up, and I just kept crying out to God, Jesus. Jesus, thou son of David. Jesus, 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 I'm crying out to you today. Crying unto God this morning. What do you need this morning? Do you need a Savior? Do you need healing for your body? Do you need deliverance from your, for your soul? Do you need God to break every chain that's had you bound? 
what do you need because Jesus is in this house today if he if he heard the cry of others he will hear the cry of you today he will hear the cry